Welcome back to Dustin Southern Gentlemen. I'm Rick. And I'm Sean. Today and is September we... 10th. It's the day before September 11th. All right, I remember that day quite vividly. I was sophomore, no, junior in college at the time. I was working at a, a, a radio station as a production engineer and also working as a part-time DJ and color man for Arkansas State University. It was a busy day. I was on campus. I was off campus. I was getting stories for people here and there. They were looking for info from students, feedback from people. It, it was just a ridiculously crazy day. For some reason, I remember there was this big rush on gas, and my car had only like a quarter of a tank, and after running around for like hours, I had to get in line and literally sat in line over two hours just to fill up my tank with gas and with everything going on it was just it was seriously one of the the worst days in american history for for anybody in our generation it was horrible yeah it's been 15 years but i mean it's it's one of those events uh, only two have happened in my lifetime of course um the older people can like my parents can our parents generation can speak of when kennedy was shot and and when um you know, John Lennon, I was alive for John Lennon being shot, but, uh, you know, it didn't mean anything to me. I was like three or four. And uh, right. the first event would have been the Challenger explosion that uh, marked me like a uh, uh, like like this kind of occasion. But now on September 11th, 2001, uh, I was at work. My wife was driving to school, heard the news on the radio, uh, and she called me to turn around and come back. And when I was going to the bank, I stopped by a house. Uh, my house. We lived on Twentieth Street, and uh, oh, yeah. turned on the news just about uh, five minutes before. And I, I saw it live when the second the second plane hit the tower. Same here, man. Yeah, and uh, the yeah. other the other thing I really remember about that day, uh, you know, besides everybody talking and and the. You know, just the busyness of it and the gas thing was driving home and, you know, thinking there's not a plane in the sky in the United States. And uh, that's that's pretty much it, you know, other than how how you felt and and and, you know, what it was like. I've got a bunch of magazines from that time that I'm going to show my children at some point. Maybe this anniversary would be the time for Logan anyway. Right, yeah, and you know, I'd read earlier. This is think about this. This will make you feel old if if you don't already feel that way. This is the first uh, group of high school students that will read about this in history books that did not experience it in real life. Well, good for them. But we have some <laughs> okay. good news this week, yes. uh, and. Yes. I I want to talk about the DC stuff this week before we hit uh, Marvel. Um, oh, we have a ton of it. First of all, we have some more information about Deathstroke, who we saw in video form last episode. Now we've got some info about who's playing him. That's right. It has been announced that Joe Manganiello will be playing the role of Deathstroke. Um he was introduced to me when uh, I met my wife, and she was a big True Blood fan. And he played Al Seed, the werewolf, on True Blood. And that was the first time I'd got to meet him. And then uh, he became a recurring character on How I Met Your Mother, Brad, who was uh, another lawyer that was uh, kind of Marshall's rival slash friend at certain times. He's... Uh, from from what I understand from my wife, he's probably easy on the eyes. And, yeah, uh, your your article you linked to uh, shows a picture of how uh, uh, fit I'll say that how fit the man is, and he he's definitely got the body to play Deathstroke. Yes, yes, and and I think he's age appropriate, and he's he's a pretty good actor. I have no problem with any of the roles he's ever played, and it'll be interesting to see him playing the role of Deathstroke. Yeah, and that's that's real exciting for that footage to come out of nowhere and we get a lot of news. Uh, this shows a little hope for DC that they're starting to turn things around and do things 
a little more correctly. Um, That's right. And it just keeps piling on for the Batman news. It, there was started off as, I believe, some fan art who had put in Zac Efron playing the role of the Red Hood. Now, I, I don't know how familiar you are with Zac Efron. Um, I know. <laughs> I, thought, I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say how familiar I am with the Red Hood. I was like, are you out of your mind? No. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no not, not the Red Hood, but, you know. I am uh, also Zac... aware who Zac Efron is, yes. Right. And, and you know, he, he obviously started off with the high school musical stuff and became a tween star. and But he was good in uh, Neighbors. Uh, those are the ones I, I know him from. He was also uh, in a more recent comedy, uh, Mike and Somebody uh, Do a Wedding Thing. I cannot think of it. Yeah, it's um, the one where the girls try to hook up with him to go to this expensive wedding, and they're a bunch, couple of knuckleheads. Um, actually, the roles I know him from are uh, Parkland, where I mean, which is a drama about the Kennedy assassination. He plays the... Uh, doctor on call at Parkland Hospital whenever they bring Kennedy in. And then also another movie he was in, Charlie St. Cloud, where he, he talks to his dead brother. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen that. I know that one. But from what I understand after reading the article on Comic Book News, um, it's also rumored that Taron Egerton uh, from The Kingsman is more likely to get the role if there is a role to begin with. Obviously, this is all rumor right now, but it does seem with these stars being brought out and multiple uh, actors being rumored that we may be seeing the Red Hood, um, who is Jason Todd in uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. Now, yeah, I, I like wanted the, to I like the Taron Egerton. Yeah, I, wa- I wanted to actually talk about the semantics of that instead of just the the news portion of it. It's kind of interesting if you would if you think about if they go straight to that. They'd have they've said nothing about Robin, but if they left it to the fans just to suss out, hey, they're you know Nightwing's already out there. Jason Todd has been killed. Oh, guess what? The Red Hood's just going to pop up out of nowhere and have some shit to say to Batman. I kind of like that approach, you know, just go right into it. Here we are. I mean, they they killed Batman or they killed Superman in the last five minutes of a movie. They have no problem pushing stuff on us. And, and honestly, I don't have a problem with them pushing that stuff on us if they do it in the right way. And I love the Red Hood. I love the story of Jason Todd coming back as the Red Hood. Uh, and it would be interesting to see him in a movie. Like I've said, I, I would choose Taron Egerton. The Kingsman is a great movie. I went into that movie not knowing what to expect and was thoroughly blown away. I love that movie. I've just been sitting here laughing at your Harvey Birdman reference <laughs> in my pants. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That reference is, while we just press on for today, uh, Black Lightning the DC comic character is going to receive his own TV show and has been picked up by Fox. Now the reference I have uh, referring to the Harvey Birdman episode with black lightning. That is the only, uh, I acknowledge I have of black lightning is the, the Harvey Birdman episode in my pants. Well, what's that like? Well, it's like, uh, when you turn a light switch off, but in my pants, <laughs> Oh my. Yes. Sorry, man. Yes. So, you know, Black Lightning would be awesome. I like I said, I don't have that much knowledge of the character. I and Well, of course he's he's from Super Friends. I mean, that's that's where the character is from. They brought him into the comics at at some later point. Now, I haven't read any comics with him. In the Super Friends, of course, if people out there haven't watched them from before, uh the first Super first two or three series of Super Friends had just, you know, your your standard Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, Hawkman, all that kind of stuff. And then as the series progressed, they felt they needed to move forward with a more progressive agenda and add some characters of, of different ethnicities like Black Vulcan, uh, Samurai... Um, Apache was, Chief? Apache Chief, and 
I have to be honest, as a kid, you know, not knowing what they were doing, I, I love Apache Chief is one of my favorite characters out of Super Friends. I'm not gonna lie. That's right. Uh Apache Chief would be awesome if he got his own show, but Oh, but oh no 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 no. No. Just please give me uh Justice or Young Justice season three with all those guys. They were great in season two. I love what they did with Apache Chief in that. Where it was his um what was it? His spirit self? Like he yes. would he would he would go into a trance and his spirit self would grow large. Right. He he would self project basically. Yeah, I really like the awesome. take on the character, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was awesome. And like I've said, DC is just rolling in the news this week. Uh did you see Doctor Manhattan could play Flash's or or is going to play Flash's father in the Flash uh, motion picture. Uh, and that, yeah, is, fine. that is Billy Crudup. Yeah, he was fine. Big Blue swinging Wang, he was fine. I liked him in Watchmen. Uh, I, uh, I still take the original Flash and Flash's father right now. He is he's seriously one of my favorite actors uh, of the small screen. The, the original Flash series was just awesome for me. I remember watching that and... What is that actor's name? John Wesley. John Wesley Ship. Ship. Yeah. Yes, yes. John Wesley Ship. See, I, I just wish they could bring him over, but do do what they will. And Billy Crudup looks to uh, play Flash's father, which in in the Flash movie, I'm guessing that he will be in prison at, at the beginning of the movie. Do you believe they're going with that storyline? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I don't really care. I've got my TV flash. It's fine. <laughs> you're you're gonna hold on to that one, aren't you? Yeah, and and also this next story is kind of weird. Uh, Alan Moore calling it quits. I thought he had already called it quits. He is dis he has disavowed any anything to do with DC for like he's torn up Watchmen movie checks. He doesn't want a thing to do with. V for Vendetta. I, I didn't know he was actually still writing, so he, and he may not. This may be just the official announcement, but I thought Alan Moore was living in a castle with wizards flying out of his beard, feeding him or something. But you know, it is true. Do, do you ever feel that Alan Moore kind of looks like Brian Johnson from Comic Book Men? <laughs> yeah, I think that discussion has occurred at some point. They they just look so much like like. Oh, when I was posting the article, I was looking at the picture and I was like, he looks just like Brian Johnson or actually Brian Johnson's probably younger. So Brian Johnson looks like Alan Moore nowadays. Well, from the way Kevin Smith talks about Brian Johnson and his view on comic books, he kind of may be modeling himself on Alan Moore. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and there's nothing wrong with Alan Moore. And this is like him putting his foot down officially. So officially. also, let let me talk about something I found out today. There is a kid show on Netflix and it's something about robots and I can't remember what it is. But my my youngest, my 2-year-old is watching this show about robots and guess who flies on screen as a superhero with a hat who, who is a hat turned around backwards and a hockey jersey and a cape. Oh my goodness! Are you talking about Kevin Smith? Kevin himself? Smith. Man? Kevin Smith is on my two-year-old's uh, uh, kid show on Netflix. Blunt Man, avenge me, hemp knight. I was just, what the heck is he doing? But he was. I mean, it made sense. He was explaining how green screen and stuff like that worked for kids. So I, I've got a laugh out of it. But That's awesome. Uh, if we want to switch over cool. to some Marvel news real quick, Doctor Strange got a time of two hours and ten minutes. And is it a new poster they released with that? Or is it just... That's, a, that's they, the same poster. They, they did... Well, apparently something's different. I don't know. All the Doctor Strange posters are kind of running together for me. Um, I'm not dogging the... You know, here's a new poster this week. Here's a new poster. Oh, that I week. see it. It hadn't loaded. It hadn't loaded when I looked at the article. Yeah, there's a new one where it's off kilter. It's just a different where he's walking kind of sideways because the world is, you know, at a sideways view and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, like I said, um, 
you know, I, I'm not hating on Marvel for releasing this poster or releasing this poster, but after a while, I, I'm just ready to see the movie at this point. Uh, you, you could release me set footage and all that uh, tomorrow, and I, I really don't care. I, I'm just ready to see the movie and see uh, the way it is, and I'm really pumped for this movie. Two hours and ten minutes? That That's a pretty good runtime, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I have no problem sp- sitting two hours on, in, during a good movie. Um, and speaking of a uh, good movie coming out, did you watch the trailer for the Godzilla movie? I did. I did watch the trailer for the Godzilla movie, and I- I'm pumped for it. Um, I did not see. I I didn't have time to. The, the link has one to show you where the limited theater releases right now. And, and you can pre-purchase tickets if they're near you um, coming up. But the, the trailer looks awesome. It, it's done by Funimation. It, it starts off, you know, from the minds that brought you uh, Evangelion, which, you know, that is one of my favorite animes of all time. Neon Genesis Evangelion is just freaking incredible and to see godzilla did did you what you've watched the trailer as well i take it uh yes i did dude the scene where it just does the pan back and you see godzilla standing there with all the you know the fire char coming up around his neck and he's waving his tail around in the background i was like this is gonna be awesome because it really feels like the modern take on those 70s Godzilla movies that we all loved. Much yeah, God- Godzilla than, than is the another most recent American release. Yeah, Godzilla is another one of those like uh, Saturday morning, you know, just watching uh, the new Fox Channel show old stuff and, you know, like the Raymond Burr Godzilla movie and uh, uh, all the old, you know, Godzilla versus whoever and Monster Island and. And all that stuff, you know, was was really great. Um, Jet Jaguar, and who, who I thought was actually the Red Ronin from the uh, Marvel comics, you know. And we had so much. Uh, the Godzilla was one of those properties that crossed over with everything. I mean, you had uh, the Shogun Warriors, which was out of Japan, which uh, Marvel Comics picked up and actually had. Uh, rights to use the Godzilla character. Godzilla had his own comic over at Marvel, which also was a licensed uh, product at the time. He had a cartoon on TV. Uh, that stupid uh, kid Godzilla, Godzuki, was in that and in some of those movies. And uh, there's there's a really weird place in my life Godzilla belongs in. And, and there's two of them, actually. One is those old movies... And then there's a string of newer movies in the 80s that they did. Um, like, I think I've got a couple here somewhere. There's, um, yeah, I do. Uh, like Godzilla to- or Godzilla, Final Wars and Tokyo SOS uh, were actually pretty good. I-, I like them. I mean, I've got them on Blu-ray. And uh, they were really fun. And I didn't expect to like newer Godzilla movies, but they they really did something right. You know, uh, it's a it's a guy in a suit. You know, throwing around another guy in a suit. You know, fighting a giant uh, moth and and uh, you know three headed dragon. What's not the like? You know, come on, guys. It, it's awesome. I I'm excited to see Godzilla back on the screen, and I think with the, this adaptation. It is going to relate more to us than that previous, uh, the one from a couple of years ago, that I, I just fell, it fell flat on its face. Oh, you didn't um, like it? I, I did not. I'm sorry. I, I liked it. I may, I, like, hey, I may be in the minority there. I just... Well, <sighs> you know, there's 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 not a lot to like. I, I will give you that much. I mean, it's mostly like any other movie, and the perfect example is the Transformers movie, where they focus on the wrong thing. They're focusing on the human story in this movie titled Godzilla. That's that's not what I came to the movie to see. But, exactly. I mean, the spectacle that is Godzilla, the let them fight, the, uh, you know, them fighting in the city 
was done really well and, and really good. I don't have a problem with that if the previous mention Transformers I have a huge problem with, but we'll I've I've discussed that at length. It looks like uh you wanted to talk about the PlayStation four. I also would like to talk about this PlayStation four. Um, I have seen several places that have dropped the price on the PlayStation 4, of course, because there is a new one coming. Not a new uh, console, but an upgraded console. Is that correct? That that is correct. It's the PS4 Pro. It obviously has, I believe it comes with a terabyte drive. It has almost double the power uh, graphics card-wise, RAM-wise, and it's only 3.99, and there have been rumors that there will be a trade-in option because some people, you know, obviously feel wronged. That I have a friend at work that he just purchased not two or three months ago a second PS4 for his household for his son to play, and now all of a sudden, you know, there were rumors that we were going to get this and they're going to drop this on us. Um, I don't feel wronged as long as there is honestly a trade-in program where I can take my hard drive out. Uh, I'll even keep my hard drive. and I'll trade your hard drives. You can keep your terabyte. I'll take my 500 gig. Let me trade you PlayStation per PlayStation, and I'll give you 100 bucks or 150 bucks difference as long as I get the upgraded stuff. But on the other hand, I, I'm... I'm not going to be able to afford the VR. Obviously, that's what this is the big push for. The VR stuff is coming out. We know PlayStation VR is going to be $400. I believe my PlayStation and everybody else's PlayStation 4 that already has one out there will be able to play the PlayStation VR games, but it will not be optimized. I don't know if that means we're going to be limited on games that we can run, if we're going to encounter lag if I believe the way it was explained is going to be, you know, you, you don't have that great a computer. So you have your graphics set on medium while the PS4 Pro 4K abilities are going to let you play it on ultra, whereas the rest of us are going to fall behind a little. Oh, I, I don't know. I can't see myself springing for another PlayStation Another four hundred bucks, plus trying to save for a VR down the line, which I don't even know if I'm going to be able to afford, or if it's going to be in. If it, if I knew VR was going to be around for the long term and not be gimmicky, something that's going to burn out in the next three to five years, I definitely do not want to invest money into something that will burn out less than ten years down the road. Right. I don't know what your take on VR or any of that is. Well, first of all, I, I lucked out. My last PlayStation I bought was a new PlayStation 3 before the before even the Slim. So uh, I'm, I'm ready for the upgrade. <clears throat> and um, I almost did, and then I heard about the upgrade to the PlayStation. And, you know, honestly, I don't have a problem with them not going to the next gen yet. Um, now, I may, if they put out this updated version and then next year, year and a half, they announce the PlayStation 5. That that may get me a little, but um, VR, I think, I'm not a fan of 3D, but now VR is is something different. I mean, it's, it's something we've looked forward to for a very, very long time in in the sci-fi and, and, you know, geek community. I mean, it's something we've been promised our whole lives, you know. Uh, many, many stories talk about uh, VR and, like, a horrible example of VR is uh, the movie uh, Disclosure, and they try to imagine what VR is supposed to look like, and it's, it's not good. Uh, Tron is basically kind of VR as a movie, and that, I, I kind of like that. I mean, you could, it's kind of, it's kind of exciting to think you could put yourself in the world of Tron or you could have, you know, put yourself in a movie setting, in a game, like you're playing, like, say, Uncharted 5 and you're playing it in VR, you know, that kind of experience. 
I think the people are ready for. I, I think that I think it's got some sticking power. I hope it does, and let me just throw in that you're forgetting probably the best VR movie, <clears throat> Lawnmower Man. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Dude, I loved Lawnmower Man when that came out. And I do hope that VR has sticking power. I do hope that the but, amount of games increase. But they have to stick the landing. It, the Oculus Rift... Uh, the pl- I can't remember the PlayStation's one. They've got to stick the landing. This can't be 3D TVs if if they expect to for this to last. You know they've okay. got to have launch titles. They've got to have you know great things going on. It's it's like Nintendo not having a Mario game ready at launch. I mean that's that's the only way I can explain it. I mean wh- what are you doing? That's right. You know, it's, you know, who would be silly enough to release a brand new console and not allow it to go to HD in the day and age of HD? Oh, wait, right. that was it, Nintendo with the Wii. Right, and don't get me wrong. I mean, developers have to see and push the capabilities of the machine to be able to give us great games. But if you have the hardware, if you've You've got the time. I wish people would take more of a blizzard approach and not put things out till they are ready. Absolutely. Uh, and I understand that, you know, these games are probably take three to five years for development per game is my guess because you're you're just you're building an entire world for someone to explore. I don't expect these first games to be sandbox, you know. We're not going to be able to run all over the place, but I do want a good gaming experience. If I invest $400 in a PlayStation 4 Pro and $400 in PlayStation VR, if I make a close to $1000 investment post taxes, I better get some good stuff and the games better not be unreasonably priced either. I understand it takes more people. I understand it takes more time to develop, but $60 is really where you're going to have to keep the games. Don't expect me to invest a thousand dollars and then try to sell me games for a hundred. But moving on from uh, games and movies, uh, let's talk some comics. Let me tell you, today I went out to an antiques mall uh, nearby. I had been there previously. I believe I even mentioned it on one of the podcasts. And I did not have uh, time to sit and dig and dig and dig. Well, today I took an hour and I hopped out the house. um, and, And I had time to dig. Now, the guy that has this little booth uh, in this antiques mall... Uh, apparently he got the comic books in a trade with somebody and what i feel is he sat down with a comic book price guide and whatever was close to near mint he wrote down that price on the book and has posted it two or three dollars less and then uh if you pay cash he gives you 10 percent off that price I'm sorry, sir. You you need to go to a comic book store and search through some dollar bins because a lot of your stuff is dollar bin material. I, I am not lying. It, a lot of it is dollar bin dollar bin material, and it is priced anywhere from two to three to five to seven dollars a book, and some of them even more. Now I was able to talk with him. And I got a couple of books. I got a Captain Marvel number 23, and that's the one from 1977. Uh, It was in okay condition. And then I was also able to pick up Daredevil 171, which is the first time Kingpin and Daredevil meet. Together, I paid $17.25 for both those books. I do feel... I probably paid a little more than I should have at, at a, at an antiques store. Um, obviously the daredevil 171 is the gem I was going for. Um, I believe it books out. Like I said, I checked my comic shot.com 
the they only had a graded 6.5 that was selling for like $38 or something around there. So, and I, I do believe this one is probably in slightly better condition than a 6.5, maybe a 7, uh, in between a 7 and a 7.5. So maybe I did walk out of there with a little bit of a steal, but it wasn't the price that I wanted to pay at an antique store. Well, let me talk about what I did today. Uh, I took my son to a comic store in Searcy, Arkansas, named Geeks. Now, this store I've been to before, but they'd recently moved to a new location. And they had some back issues that I'm really interested in. Um, I got two issues of Marvel 2-in-1, which is, of course, the book featuring the thing and a different hero each book. Uh, I got Marvel 2-in-1 number 27 featuring The Thing and Deathlock. And Marvel 2-in-1 number 63 featuring The Thing and Warlock? Question mark? That's awesome. And uh, just, you know, uh, Deathlock is a time-traveling, half-computer, half-man, struggling with who he is kind of guy, and he goes, I skimmed through the comic, I haven't read it all yet, but uh, he ends up trying to shoot President Carter, which of course this is like 1977 or something, and it turns out to be the Impossible Man. And then the Marvel 2-in-1, I actually, this is the first one I saw in there, and I noticed it because I was recently looking at the history of uh, Aisha, who is the character going that's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and this character as I knew her was known as her and she is the female counterpart to Adam Warlock there they have the same creation story uh, the same people created both of them and this was one of the comics listed as one of her appearances and I had known about her before her capital H and uh, it's where she goes with, uh, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thing to Adam Warlock's grave to try to resurrect him. And there is no life in she She does, but realizes that there's no soul in him because uh, it's actually in the soul gym at that time where he had died. Of course, he died fighting Thanos in uh, Marvel 2-in-1 Annual 2 or Avengers Annual 7. I'm not sure which one's... Uh, the actual issue he dies. But, um, I really enjoyed it. Good art, um, you know, and it's... I, I've always liked these things, the Marvel 2-in-1s and the Marvel team-ups. Uh, and speaking of which, I, I, th I think you you received a Marvel uh, team-up today, or uh, recently, didn't you? Y yes, I did. I uh, After our last episode, I did purchase Marvel team-up 79 with Red Sonia that you had suggested, and I got it. And I have not had time to read it, even though uh, the first thing you did when I texted you that I got it was, read it! I have not had time to read it. I, I apologize for that. Um, another book that I did add that is hanging on my wall right now, I was able to get Amazing Spider-Man 611, the first time Deadpool and Spider-Man meet in 9.2 condition. I have found uh, the CBCS, which is you know slight, obviously not as well known as CGC, but uh, I believe they will grade it for $18. I'm honestly thinking about sending it off to be graded because... Th those are two of my favorite characters. This is the first time they meet. It is in great condition. I purchased a hard case. It is hanging on my wall. It's in a hard case. I do not plan it leaving it. If I send it off for grading, I'm going to send it in that case. Uh, I I I'm pretty excited. I was glad to get that Marvel team up that you had suggested also. And I also plan on, in the future, looking for... X-Men 188 through 191 that you had suggested as well. And that way I, I can read this full story that you had talked about uh, previously that I was just blown away by it and I'd never read it. So I must read it and I, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It was a good week for comics. I mean, you know, 
I didn't really spend that much. I spent less than $40 total, and I was able to get three comics that I really wanted. And I don't believe the X-Men's that you had mentioned are that much, so in the next few weeks, I plan on picking those up. And hopefully, well, if I don't pick them up online, we do have a uh, Comic-Con coming up near us in December, and maybe there would be a good place to... uh, dig those up maybe uh mr bill will have them at his uh comic booth if he's there and i I would love to do business with him again absolutely i would also but let me ask have you seen the burbs sir dude i love the movie the burbs it is a great movie it is one of the funniest movies tom hanks is in totally that i love just a great movie all around. And, of course, we're in our section of Have You Seen It? Uh, the Burbs is my pick for this week, and every Halloween there are certain movies I watch. The Burbs is absolutely on number two, number three on that list. Uh, and, of course, this movie is about a small cul-de-sac neighborhood. Tom Hanks lives there. Uh, Corey Feldman's a neighbor. Yes. Rick Dockerman's a neighbor. Uh, the guy... Uh, What's the what's his name? Uh, the military guy. Yes, I, I was about uh, to say the military guy. You can't forget him. Love he him, uh, and of course they all live in this neighborhood. And then these new people move in. Who, they're they're grassed eyes. Their house is scary. They uh, the neighbor disappears, and Tom Hanks and and Rick Dockerman think that they're murderers, and they're uh, you know it, it, it's a great movie. And they I, think I don't want to cannibals, don't they? That yeah. They sneak into their house. There's all sorts of horrible stuff goes on. Um, Tom yeah. Hanks end up his wife leaves him temporarily because he's going so obsessed with these neighbors. Right. She takes the kids on vacation up to the lake, and of course, uh, the she we are talking about is Carrie Fisher, a Princess Leia herself. Um, right. And I, I just absolutely love this movie. It's funny from the start to the finish, especially whenever he goes off, he's all burned. He's got the patch covering his eye and he just flips out, takes the, takes the ambulance. He throws the, the, um, the gurney, the gurney into the ambulance and crawls up in there. <laughs> take me away. Take me to the hospital. Oh, man. love it. I, I love that movie. Um, my have you seen it for this week is we, we've been doing older have you seen it's you know trying to recall movies from the past that people might not have seen that they might have skipped over mine is more recent and I feel it doesn't get the love and respect that it deserves I don't know it sounds like you're preaching to the choir but I'm gonna let you sw- uh, swing well, away well, swing away okay okay I'm probably preaching to the choir if you're listening to this you're probably a fan of the movie ant-man love it uh, featuring paul rudd directed by uh peyton reed and i believe the screenplay was paul rudd and adam mckay who are a great team the the ant-man ant-man i just feel it doesn't get the respect from the public that it deserves it's a great movie i watched it yesterday and the whole time i'm watching this i was like this is a great movie. People do not talk, you know, when, when you talk about great Marvel movies, you, you talk about Captain America, Winter Soldier, you talk about Civil War, you talk about Iron Man, the original, number one. It They are great movies, but I believe Ant-Man holds his own versus those movies. Well, I, you know, I, I don't think it's a it's a matter of quality. I, I, Ant-Man is a quality, well-structured you know, heist movie, and and it's good, but I think there's a lot of sour grapes about Edgar Wright. Now, that movie, if you if you watch and you you research about what Edgar Wright put in the movie, all that stuff is really still in there. Edgar Wright's that is Edgar Wright's movie that Peyton Reed helmed it and punched up with Adam McKay. If you were an Edgar Wright, just diehard fan, uh, I think a lot of people felt soured on this movie. Now, and, and I can't really blame them, you know, for they wanted they wanted a name they loved attached to this movie, and and it was it was stolen, you know. 
So uh, if somebody feels that way about a movie, you know, that personal about it, hey, I, I agree with you 100%, but I, I, I think it's a really good movie. And, and the people I hear complain about it, that's a lot of what I hear in it. Is it it's, not, it's not my Edgar Wright movie I wanted. Right. And, and, you know, the reason I think it does fall a little different is because it, it's a heist movie. You know, it, it's not, I, I don't know. Do, do you get the, you know what I'm saying when I say it doesn't feel like an Iron Man. It doesn't have the same feel as a Captain America, that, that superhero versus superhero. And Paul Rudd's just a normal guy that once he puts the suit on, that's when the super abilities are gained and I guess the same can be said for Tony Stark, but Paul Rudd's, you know, uh, Scott Lang's abilities are not equal to that of, of a Tony Stark. So maybe Ant-Man does fall a little shy there, but I, I just really love this movie. I, I watched the whole thing, and it, it is just a great movie. I cannot wait to see more of Ant-Man in, in future Marvel movies. Well, right, and, you know, Ant-Man is, isn't just the shining star of the Marvel Universe. I mean, the uh, the bad guy in it, uh, he's so much better on House of Cards. Um, I can't remember the actor's name, but he was okay in the movie, but he was a little, um, he was a little over the top. I agree. I can agree with that. And Michael Douglas is a little flat on some scenes. I mean... Uh, but other time he just shines through. But there are a couple of times in there I'm like, I, I think he he phoned it in. Evangeline Lilly is yep, a little Kate. Uh, yeah. It, Kate, it's a, a little odd seeing Kate. Her haircut is horrible in this. Yes, it yeah, kind of that... throws me out of the movie. But her performance is fine. And then of course, Michael Pena, the heart and soul of this movie uh, rests on his shoulders. I, I don't know how that happened but man he is just as soon as he hits the screen you just smile the whole time he is so great in this movie one time my cousin oh his storytelling ability is just so over the top i i wish i hope he is in future marvel movies Uh, i hope he gets to meet he is going to be they announced he'll be an ant-man and the wasp oh man it's gonna be awesome he is so funny he is just really you. You hit the uh, ball out of the park. He is the shining star of that movie. Every time he's on the screen, you're like, "Oh boy, here we go. We get another awesome story." How's your dad? Oh yeah, my dad got deported. Oh, oh yeah, my mom died. I got the van though. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, such a good movie. Oh, and but that see, those are the have you seen? It's the movies that we are proud of. The movies that we like. And and to press on and to see how this goes, we're, we're doing another segment called Don't See It. Movies that are out there, possibly in this uh, comic book slash nerd geeky world, that at some point in time, somebody tried to appeal to us. And there are movies you do not need to see. Yes, let me, of, let me lead, let me lead into this. I have dude, two for you, you in one you have the shot. Crown jewels of them, and I think these these deserve to be together. This doesn't need to be talked about more than this one time. Do not see the '90s Fantastic Four movie that that Roger Corman made that wasn't supposed to get out, and do not see the '90s Captain America movie that did make it to theaters in some form. They are not worth your time. They are they're a thing that exists. It's like, oh, there there is a, a emu shit somewhere. I gotta go look at that. No, you don't. No, you don't. Just not just know it. It's a thing and move on. Oh, I uh, seen a YouTuber do a review of the Captain America movie, and at one point, you you can get on YouTube. You can look this up. Look up Captain America, the '90s Captain America edit scenes i swear within a 20 second video uh, within 20 seconds of this movie there are probably no more than i i i want to say 30 to 40 cut scenes crammed within 20 seconds it is the most mind-boggling crap 
how did this make it off the cutting room floor? I, I think that's what happened. Somebody picked it up from the cutting room floor after somebody threw it in the garbage and they were like, let me piece this together. And it, it is so God awful. It is the most atrocious thing I have ever laid my eyes on. Well, I don't know about that because I'm sitting here staring at your don't see it. And I don't know. Well, (laughs) my don't see it is the only movie and I am a movie lover that I have ever fallen asleep in the theater. I fell asleep in the theater, and I honestly, uh, I, I watched it again because I wanted to see how it went. I've watched it online since, and what the movie I'm referring to is Ang Lee's 2003 Hulk movie, and this stars Eric Banya, Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly. Connelly, yes, and Sam Elliott. Um, I made notes. I said all these people are are good, if not above average, actors and actresses. So, what what happened here? Ang, Ang Lee, who I I don't think he knew what he was doing. I don't think he read a comic ever before he made this, and it is a st- pie, flaming pile of dog crap. It, it is horrible. It, its existence is an insult. To the Marvel Universe. You're I, you're you're not gonna like this. I I actually kinda like that movie. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. It's not something I watch once a year. It's not that. But uh You, you must justify this now that you've said it. <laughs> well, I, I mean it was the first time we saw a kinda proper Hulk on screen. Uh him fighting in the city is okay. Uh, him fighting uh, his dad at the end is kind of good, but the rest of it is the weird choices. I mean, Ang Lee Lee tried to make it an art film with the superhero film, and that's what's so infuriating about it. The the weird cut scenes he did, and kind of some odd panel style in some scenes where you'd have action going on in different scenes and he would pan back and you would almost read a comic book panel with stuff going on in different corners dude it's horrible why 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 would you do this to yourself even on a yearly if not bi-yearly basis it's horrible i i i I, I just can't stand it. It, he, it, it he, is on my list of do not ever see it. Him, Don't him, es- him escaping the laboratory is kind of all right, but you're you're right. Overall, it's it's just a flaming. I mean, there there's cotton candy laying next to some uh, uh, shit. So I, I fell asleep, dude. That, I, I would bad. recommend. I would actually recommend watch it at some point in your life, just to say you did. But you say, just cut it out. Just get rid of the cancer and throw it in the trash. That's what I say. Um, If you ever have insomnia (laughs) and uh, you've been medically diagnosed with insomnia and uh, you take your medication but it's just not enough, you you can watch this movie and, man, it'll take care of you. It'll take care of it, no problem. You'll have no issues from that point forward. I think I think we've uh, made our point uh, the opinion known on that one. Yes, yes. One last thing. There there is a I am a full supporter of helping each other help the community uh, as in comics, geeks, nerds, what have you. There is a YouTube channel called Comic Trips. It is a soon to be husband and wife combo named Paul and Cat and they do unboxing videos they go to comic book stores uh they live in the northeast they travel around to, they have a ton up there uh, the northeast is an incredible plethora of comic book stores and this path they do seasons where they go to different comic book stores they show you what they have they don't just collect comics they get the the box toys they have you know knickknacks funko pops they collect everything they are collectors of all things awesome uh 80s 90s memorabilia it is just unreal i love their channel 
and they came out uh, yes this morning actually officially and they have a Patreon account. I I would say support the community and the community will support you. Um, if you like YouTube channels, if you've never been to Comic Trips webpage, uh, go check them out. And if it's something you can do, support their Patreon because they will give back to you uh, by joining it. You get entered in raffles that they do where they give away prizes. They, um, I know at, if you ever see them at a con, they have like a dollar book section where they do uh, – you know, you pay a dollar, you get a, obviously a book, and they'll give that money to like a, a rescue shelter for animals and stuff. They they are really nice people. I've spoke with them on social media several times. They are great, and my point is just support the community you love, and that community will support you back. Uh, that's my plug for them. They're great people, and uh, I I don't have anything else this week. You can find me at Maynard98 uh, on Twitter. You can find both of us at NotSoSouthernGs on Twitter. Just search NotSoSouthernGentlemen. And we, we would love some feedback. Uh, the more feedback, the better. I will do my very best to respond back to each and every one of you. On Twitter, Ricky Westbrook, uh, at Ricky Westbrook. Uh, search NotSoSouthernGentlemen on Facebook. For Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.